Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So we're sitting comfortably in your favorite posture. We'll be uh, sitting for about 40 minutes. So please do your best to maintain relative stillness. However, if you need to change position or posture at some point during the meditation, please feel free to do so. We normally begin a period of meditation by just settling on the breath to start off with, just allowing our attention to, to rest on the object of the breath for a few minutes. And then at a certain point, just easing our way into an open awareness just allowing the attention to relax and subside into the open awareness. However, if you prefer keeping your attention on the breath during the period of the meditation, that's fine as well. Eyes may be closed or slightly open or fully open if you want to. If you find yourself drifting off a little bit, it's always a good idea to open your eyes for a little while. The topic of the meditation today, the theme of the meditation, is that old favorite, no self, or can you find yourself? So I'm going to read a little Zen story that most of you know from the collection of koans called The Gateless Gate. Case 41, Bodhidharma pacifies the mind. And this is the story. The legendary Bodhidharma faced the wall 
the second ancestor stood in the snow, cut off his arm and said, your disciple's mind has no peace as yet. I beg you, master, please put it to rest. Bodhidharma said, bring me your mind and I will put it to rest. The second ancestor said, I have searched for my mind, but I cannot find it. Bodhidharma said, I have completely put it to rest for you. So let us begin by putting ourselves in the place of the second ancestor. Is your mind at peace right now? If the answer is yes, please continue to abide in peace. Continue to enjoy the peace and joy of your true nature. When we're talking about mind in this particular story, we could also substitute the word self. Can you find yourself? Can you find your mind? And by self, we're talking about the little, the I want self. The I want this, I want that. I am such and such. What we often refer to as the sense of self, our sense of us being a separate self. I am sad, I am angry. The anger that arises to protect this sense of a separate self. So this, this story, this Zen story, is an example of what is referred to in the spiritual literature as pointing, pointing instructions. Can you actually see this I? Can you see this self? Can you find it anywhere? So the instruction is to really go, go inwards, to check it out in our experience. We're so conditioned and indoctrinated from childhood onwards 
to associate our experience with a self that's experiencing it. In other words, an experiencer that we identify with as being an I. The teachings tell us there is no you there to be found. This is easy to comprehend on a theoretical or intellectual level, the doctrine of no self. But it's a lot harder to live it. So in our meditation practice and throughout the day, this kind of question, can you actually find the I? Can you find the self? It's called an inquiry into self. See if you can find it. Can be very helpful to get the experience of no self. There is another famous um, sutra, sutra from the um, Pali Sutras, which also is a pointing instruction um, from the Bahia Sutra. It says, in the seeing, there is only the seeing. In the heard, there is only the heard. In the sensed, there is only the sensed. In the cognized, there is only the cognized. Thus, you should see that indeed there is no thing here. This by here is how you should train yourself. Since by here there is for you in the seen, only the seen. In the heard, only the heard. In the sensed, only the sensed in the cognized, only the cognized. And you see that there is no thing here. You will therefore see that indeed there is no thing here, no thing there. As you see that there is no thing there, you will see that you are therefore located neither in the world of this, nor in the world of that, nor in any place between the two. This alone is the end of suffering. So these very simple instructions are pointing to our experience, our experience of our senses, our experience of our mind. When hearing a sound, is there someone 
or something who is hearing the sound or is there simply just the sound in perception of colors and taste and touch is there any experiencer which is tasting and touching or seeing or is there simply seeing tasting and touching With the arising of thoughts, is there a thinker thinking the thoughts or is there just simply the arising of thoughts? In the doing of actions, is there any doer of the action or is there just simply action? Let's sit for a few moments now in silence and just Ask yourself that question, investigate, see if you can find if there is any experiencer. Can you find any eye that is feeling? Or is there just feeling? Can you find any eye that is thinking? Or is there just thinking? Can we find ourselves? Can we locate ourselves anywhere in our experience? Let's just sit with that question.
Moment by moment, we are experiencing sensation after sensation, feeling after feeling. Can you find a, a self which is feeling those sensations? What I mean by that is, is there an owner of the feelings? You know, our sense of self often arises in terms of a sense of ownership. Like, this is my house, this is my car, this is my partner, this is my child. And a subtle sense of ownership arises. Is there any owner of our sensations? Can you find any owner, any I, which is the owner of our sensations? Apply the same seeing or looking to thoughts. Can you find a thinker of the thoughts or an owner of the thoughts? We often say to ourselves, you know, I am lonely, I am skilled. I am this, I am that. Can you find that I anywhere? And then as the thought arises with a feeling, creates an emotion, is there any owner of the emotion? Or is there just sadness arising without an owner of the sadness? Is there just anger arising without an owner of the anger? Thank you. 
See, it's important to understand that when we talk about the self being an illusion, we're not talking about the sense of self is kind of real, relatively real. We all experience a sense of self. But like a mirage, we see, we have the sense of self, but the mirage itself is an illusion at its core. It's totally empty and disappears on investigation. As soon as we get angry, normally there is a sense of self arising. We all experience the sense of self as anger or jealousy or resentment, etc. We have to see clearly, we have to look. Is there really an entity? Is there really an I? Or is there just a flow of sensations and perceptions, feelings from moment to moment? In Buddhism, we talk of the three poisons, greed, hatred, or anger, and ignorance. And they're all connected to identification as a self. This is the essential ignorance core belief in a separate self. We can't stop it from arising. But see if you can see directly that the anger which is arising to protect the self that this is only an imaginary self that it's seeking to protect. That there's no self that you can find in your direct experience.
Okay, now for the, the last quarter of the meditation, a slightly different question. What is it that is searching for the you? That can't find the you, can't find an object called the self. We can find sensations, perceptions, feelings, thoughts, memories that consolidate into a sense of self that we identify with. But what is this being given to? Like the same way that life is something which is given to us, like it's a gift. And we're receiving these sensations and we're receiving our perceptions, our thoughts. We can't locate a self in any of that. But who or what is receiving all of that? Just leave you to contemplate that now for a few minutes. Who or what is receiving all of this experience? which is changing from one moment to the next. Now I'd like to read you a little story from Joko Beck's first book, Every Day Zen. It's quite a famous little story, and some of you would have heard it before. Suppose we are out on a lake and it's a bit foggy, not too foggy, but a bit foggy. And we're rowing along in our little boat, having a good time. And then all of a sudden, coming out of the fog, there's this other rowboat and it's heading right at us. And 
crash. Well, for a second, we're really angry. What is that fool doing? I just painted my boat, and here he comes, crash, right into it. And then suddenly we notice that the rowboat is empty. What happens to our anger? Well, the anger collapses. I'll just have to paint my boat again, that's all. But if that rowboat that hit ours had another person in it, how would we react? You know what would happen. Now our encounters with life, with other people, with events, are like being bumped by an empty rowboat. But we don't experience life that way. We experience it as though there are people in that other rowboat and we're really getting clobbered by them. What I am talking about when I say that all of life is an encounter, what am I talking about when I say that all of life is an encounter, a collision with an empty rowboat? What's that all about? So hopefully during the course of this guided meditation, you're getting some sense of what is an empty rowboat? What are we? This conditioned personality, which has a history, which thinks it has free will. But when you look carefully and start to unpack this personality or this boat a little bit, can you find any particular fixed self at all in that boat? Or is there just a constant flow from one moment to the next? And then we can ask ourselves, well, if there is no self that I can find, if there's no I that I can find that's having or owning these experiences, then who or what is experiencing all of this? Maybe there's nobody in the boat or the car that's steering the wheel. So we can let go of this illusion of someone who's steering the car or the boat. What does it feel like to let go of wanting to be in control? 
ask yourself the question, am I at peace right now? If the answer is yes, continue to abide in the peace of your true nature. If the answer is no, investigate that. In what way are you caught up in the self-centered dream? Thank you for your participation in that. Uh, when we come back after the break, we'll break for 10 minutes. You can share your reflections on the experience of the guided meditation or of meditation in general. Or you can ask a question about the meditation or you can ask a question about anything that is important to you. So we'll come back in 10 minutes and do some inquiry, question and answer. See you soon.